0: Thank you. Welcome to Share Truth to by Scripture. I'm Jordan Shambley, joined by Wesley Wildman and Kelly Crampton is with us today. She is interning with us for the summer. Um, if you want to read a lot of her articles, just go to engagemagazine.net, and they're all over the place. Uh, very good writing, and you put together today's episode today, mm-hmm. and I was just and it was right. evidence when I looked at the talking points. Yeah, when you looked at the talking <laughs> points, <laughs> Kelly was behind yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. It, looked, it was very uh, thorough. Yeah. <laughs> the quality was a little higher than it usually is. Um, well, <laughs> today's episode, uh, we're talking about religious liberty um and i mean we don't have to really go into how unique america is among most nations in the world there are a few others that are similar in the same regard that have religious liberty but america from the beginning um was set up to foster an environment where people can worship as they please right. without fear of interference from other people or the mm-hmm. government. Exactly. Um, that It's a core uh, tenet of our identity as a culture. It
1: is, but it's rare mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah. yeah, It's a rare commodity in the world. Mm-hmm. And the reason we find ourselves talking about this too f- so frequently is because Christianity is by far the most persecuted religion in the world too. Yeah. 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 And made up of a lot of Christians in America. Mm-hmm. Um, it's important that we ser- insert those freedoms but that's yeah. something we're going to get into today <laughs>
0: well definite definitely um and and it's no, no wonder that uh, christianity is the most persecuted religion since it's the one that contains the truth you know exactly and and when that truth meets the fallen world they they it is it, there's a reaction against it and that mm. shows itself in persecution but we in, 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 uh, in uh, the US, we have um, a constitutional uh, governmental, it doesn't come from government, but it's um, protected by government, a right to worship um, as we see fit or not. Um, that's also uh, a right that American citizens have. Um, but how do we use this liberty? That, that's kind of what, where we want to begin. Um, I have to say that uh, just looking at my own life, the way I use my religion, the way it's exercised in my life, it seems to be very passive at times Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i feel like i i go to church on wednesdays and sundays um i you know in my own home we pray we read the scriptures um i work in a place uh that is a christian ministry where we we talk about the bible and christianity a lot but outside of that um, there's not a lot of necessarily active exercise of this religious liberty um now i would to ask you guys what does a proper exercise of religious liberty look like kelly why don't we start with you (laughs) Mm.
2: um i mean that's a great question because we do we think a lot about um about protecting it Mm. and what we would do if it was gone right um but i think like i think honestly it looks like focusing less on keeping it and Mm. more on the religion itself like like um using like taking advantage of every opportunity that we have to
1: exercising it yeah to exercise
2: it um just like not just through church but even like i mean we have the right to go into our capital and like pray for our leaders there Mm -hmm. um which is a really neat experience to to take our faith into places like that and recognize like we can do this Mm -hmm. um and i mean it makes us more grateful for that opportunity but it's also just something that like why wouldn't we do that if it's a free opportunity that you know it's there's no negative side mm-hmm. to it really
1: yeah and that's why it's am- another thing like i used the word exercise it or insert it is because you would never want to give them a reason to say well they're not using it so what difference does it make yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah you know? and so it's important for us hmm. to do that um hmm. and and like you said yeah we we've i've had times where, where i've had people that um, the church i attend that said hey let's go do prayer walks around the schools hmm. or let's go do a prayer walk around the courthouse our local courthouse and things like that; those are all types of different privileges that you wouldn't have in most countries. And uh, as we've uh, know, prayer goes further and can do things that we can't mm-hmm. do. And so the importance of exercising it, uh, also uh, not just doing prayer walks, but being verbal. You know, evangelizing. Mm-hmm. You know, in a yeah. lot of places, you can't evangelize; you can't share the gospel and so mm. being able to the, the the two words that are important and exercise and assert mm-hmm. and that's what um i think is important for us to do uh, and as you said in doing so you're showing people that it matters to you mm-hmm. and it is a um and it's important
0: yeah yeah and when, when you think about the discussion um that has been had about this issue in the past um and i would agree with you kelly largely it's been about how do we keep it and how do we keep from losing it and i yes. think that's a good important question um but I, it's but if that's all that, that's, as if, as if that's as far as it goes as <laughs> far as it goes yeah then then what's the use yeah. um, i mean what what's the use of having religious liberty if you're not exercising it um, yeah. i do think that the best way to keep it is to exercise it is to make sure that um it's not just kind of laying dormant in your life, and you're just mm. you're you have the right to have it. But I mean, like like you said, Wesley, like if you don't exercise it, I mean it's not visible, right? Like right. it's this invisible thing that sort of like maybe maybe it's like your your grandmother's china that you keep in the back in the sure. closet. You keep it because it's sentimental to you, right? I mean, you can and you can t- and you t- could totally keep it, but yeah. it's useless, really. right? Right? It's, it's useless.
1: Well, I, I've been reading through a couple different books on Indeed. this particular topic, and Books that I prefer, this is totally a rabbit trail, are ones that provide uh, that you don't have to read systematically from start to finish in order to get something out of it. I like it when they're <laughs> chapter oriented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I've <laughs> got a handful of books that have a chapter or two on religious liberty. So and is that
2: just because you don't want to read the whole book? That's exactly right. <laughs> Kelly
1: called me on it. Why did you call me on it? That's embarrassing now. No, I'm lazy. I'm lazy when it comes. to Hey, look, I'm just, I'm just glad to read anything right. with my <laughs> dyslexia and with my short patience on, uh-huh. on reading in general yeah. uh i'm just glad to read anything so right. back to the chapters mm-hmm. one of the books i've uh, i grabbed that i've read that has a chapter on religious liberty is for, it's called counterculture from david platt hmm. and he concludes after about 25 pages on this particular topic and he mentions some of the very same things that we've mentioned in this program he concludes by uh how do we you know we talked about exercise and assert it mm-hmm. he concludes by saying Prayerfully consider taking these three steps. Mm. One, use your religious freedom to openly share the gospel with one person this week. Then set a goal to do the same the following week, which is similar to what we mentioned. Uh, secondly, support and or get involved in a ministry that speaks on behalf of mm. believers who live in persecuted contexts. Well, that also begins to show you a lot more appreciation. Right. He begins this whole chapter by talking about his experience when he went to the North Korea and South Korea border, or the mm. line there. Mm-hmm. Um DMZ line, the, I think that's yeah, what they call yeah, it. Right. Yeah. 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 And so he talked about that experience and what mm. he saw there and what he could only imagine the Christians on the other side going right. through. Wow. So get involved mm. there. Uh, consider how in one place you could get involved that helps out there is AFA. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> A, yeah. AFA AFA is one of the prior, prior, one of the core issues of AFA, which at our parent ministry mm-hmm. is religious liberty. Right. So we are we would keep you up to to breast there. Last but not least, it says consider how you or someone you know might get involved. On the issue of religious liberty, either legally or politically, mm. and um, obviously uh, supporting AFA financially would be one way. Right, but also AFA Action, you know, they go a step further. They're 501C4. They are um, nonprofit. Mm. No, I think they're yeah they're nonprofit, but there's a little bit unique. Um, on the tax side and which gives them the ability to be a far more political than AFA. So mm-hmm. get involved legally and politically if necessary or where right. you can on this particular issue for sure because it benefits everybody. Everybody benefits from mm-hmm. religious liberty. And he goes yeah. If you go all the way back to Genesis chapter 1 and then you start there and work your way through at no point are you going to find God, mm-hmm. uh, the Holy Spirit, our Jesus coercing anybody mm-hmm. to worship Him. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. if God he one another one of his conclusions and points in his chapter is that if God Himself doesn't coerce mm. anybody to mm. worship Him, we certainly a government shouldn't. And right, that's what, exactly, and that is uh, wow. essential. What the founding fathers said as mm-hmm. well in their conclusion when they divided up the the, the three branches. So mm. there's a lot we can find in Scripture as it relates to the topic of religious liberty as well in addition to what we can conclude mm-hmm. just with our rationale just looking at it practically speaking yeah. not coercing someone to yeah. worship something yeah, that they de- don't believe in yeah
0: definitely yeah. yeah and and also like we we, we can look at um the 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 political and the legal side when you were talking about getting involved politically 100 uh, percent like that's not the hardest thing you can do no. in this issue um in, in fact when it comes to keeping your religious liberty the political side of that's probably the easiest part right, right um right. honestly because it's not necessarily all the time a spiritual battle right Um, because there's a lot of, you know, strategy that goes into it, cooperating with people and all these things and passing laws and all these important things that happen. Um, the hard part of the battle is your own personal life. Right. Um, there's a preacher that I know who was asked, um, if someone held a gun to your head and told you to recant Jesus, you know, would you stand your ground? I would want to hope so yeah and, and he said that's really not what i'm concerned about yeah he said what i'm concerned about is getting out of bed in the morning and living for god right that's right. the hard thing yeah, yeah the hard thing is not facing down the barrel of a gun that's and not every day yeah that's not it's not every <laughs> yeah. day and yeah. and at that point too you're brought to terms with eternity and of course you should have eternal mindset yeah. but when you're tired you know you're spiritually exhausted you don't have any energy um you don't and 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 you maybe you feel failed the day before and you're just kind of you don't feel it you know it's hard to get out of bed and live for god Mm -hmm. what sounds like the simplest thing for a christian to do is oftentimes the hardest thing and i feel like when it comes to religious liberty that's kind of the core of it that's right It, it goes down to the individual um are we going to wake up in the morning and you know appreciate the gift that God gave us to be able to do it freely and with and safely that's right are we going to do it Uh so anyway yeah Yeah. all right Kelly
2: so do y'all think that there is a danger of like spending more of our time worried about protecting our religious liberty Mm. rather than exercising it like do you think that that's something Mm. that we
1: I think you can do both at the same time Yeah, I think you can and I know we use this analogy often especially because uh, AFA is involved on issues constantly with other Mm -hmm. people Mm -hmm. on the outside saying what we need to do more of the gospel thing well I've concluded that you can do both at the same time Mm -hmm. and both can be it's equally important because you can't do one without the other if at some point you uh as we use throw our hands up and don't protect it um then if we lost it then at that point you don't have it so i think right. protecting it and exercising it at the same yeah. time and is a dual thing and
0: you wrote in your notes too and i thought that was really good that it's not loving to your fellow believers to not stand up for their right to do so mm-hmm. um, and i 100 percent agree with that uh, i do think though it comes down to the individual again um, which one are you spending more energy doing? Like, wh- And that's when you can tell which one is most important to you. Yeah. Are you, if you're zealous for the political side and you're spending so much energy and so much of your heart in that arena, but when it comes to your personal walk of the Lord, it's, eh, you know, not, kind so of, much, yeah. not so much, then yeah, it really yeah. shows that's what's, what's important that, That's pretty extreme and that's a you. problem. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, we're going to continue this discussion in the next segment. Um, it's, it's a very important discussion. So, we hope you uh, stay tuned for the next segment either. see you there.